Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome or welcome back to another episode of Young, Confused, and Well Read. My name is Anne, and if you have not known already, I am crazy about books and I love reading. And this is why I've dedicated a whole episode to all the books I've read in 2022. And that's what I'm going to talk about in this episode. I am so excited. I wanted to do this episode for literally month and now I am finally able to do it. So I am thrilled. Quick disclaimer, I'm not going to give you any weekly segments today simply because I have recorded the last episode two days ago. Today is the 1st of January, but I have a very busy week ahead and I'm not sure I will manage to record this episode in time otherwise. So I'm just doing it now and we'll edit it later, already put it up so it can get up on Tuesday on time. But I think this episode is different anyway so it's not that bad if I don't have my weekly segments in front of them but I could actually do some gratitude so I'm grateful for a new year and new options a lot of new stories and books to read and obviously that I have the opportunity to read that much and to be able to read and yeah this is what the episode is going to be about If you want to get into reading or you just want to get some inspiration for books, this is the episode for you. So let's dive right in. So I have always been a reader, but especially last year, I've been reading so much more. So I'm just going to look up how many books I've been reading in 2020 um, because that's when I started to actually note down how many books I've read. So in 2020, I read 36 books. And then in 2021, let me have a look. It's on my notes app on my phone. Oh, there it is. 42 books. So my goal for this year or for last year was to read 50 books. And in the end, I've read 111 books which I did not expect overall, but I went crazy. Little disclaimer, I didn't have any reading slump last year. In the two years before, I did. So I had a period of time where I didn't read at all, which was, I think, both times several months. Um, and I also don't know what happened. I don't know why I went this crazy. I used to watch Jack Edwards and Ruby Granger's videos on like all the books I've read this year, and I think they're doing it again. And also posting something, just me assuming I have no clue. <laughs> and this is also obviously the inspiration for this podcast episode because I love these videos. I got so much inspiration for books to read from their videos and I hope I can do the same. And I mean, we have 111 books. So if you're not a reader or you want to find a book you have not read yet, want to get into that you might be interested in, you will find it, okay? We have 111 options here. Um... But I thought it was crazy that they managed to read over a hundred books each year and now I'm here. Um, Don't know how we've got here but I'm really happy and thankful for it. So that's really cool. I just hope I can inspire you 
and you can find some inspiration from the books that I've read. But before I go in, I give you a little disclaimer on how I'm gonna do this. This is probably not gonna be a episode that you like, like smoothly listen to because I'm just gonna drop a lot of names and titles at you. I tried to link the books in the show notes, but it didn't work because there were too many. So I gave up on that. But I hope you can like still hear what I'm saying. I'm trying to pronounce them really well. And I'm obviously gonna give you a rating on the books and tell you like a little bit about each book, but just very briefly because we're at 111 books. It's gonna take a while to get through. I've structured them by month, so which book I read in which month. So we're starting in January and move to, you know, December. And then at the end, I give you my honorable mentions, so books that I really liked but that didn't make it to the top 10. And then I give you my top 10 books of the year, so you know which books I love the most. Yay! (laughs) Another disclaimer right here. Um, Some of the books are in German, as German is my native language and I'm reading in both German and in English, and some books are just German books. So I, for example, read some German classical literature. There might be some translations to these novels, as they are somehow somewhat quite known, but to some books I'm not sure. So I've just written down the German title of the book because I don't know why I didn't look up the translation and maybe to some there might not be translations as well so please just forgive me but it's I don't think it's not the majority most of the books that I've read were in English so I think we can handle this well and again I might do a social media post in which I actually write down all the books that I've read so you can look it up again Otherwise, you can go on my Instagram if you have it on my bookstagram, which is also linked in the show notes. You can find it and it's linked in the podcast Instagram bio, I think. Yes. And there I have a highlight with the books of 2022. It's just starting in May, but there's still a lot of books that I've mentioned here, so you'll be fine. Um, and otherwise, again, you can just listen to the podcast and take notes. So... Now, I've been talking way too much, hope I didn't forget anything I wanted to say, and let's start with January, the first month of the year, and I've managed to read six books in that month, starting with the first book that I remember I read in one day um, at the first of January, and it was a really good start to the year because it was a really good book, and I've got that book to my birthday. I don't know why, but... In that time, I've just started to read the books that I got for my birthday and kind of got through that list. And they were kind of more autumn reads, I would say. But okay, I really need to focus here because otherwise this is going to be too long. But the first book is The Haunting of Evelyn Jones by Phil Hikes, which is a children's book, I would say, age 10 and up. And it's about Evelyn who spends her holidays at her aunt's place in like very mysterious town and in the house she lives in there used to live a family in but the girl like the daughter kind of went missing and even died and she finds the diary of the girl and tries to figure out what happened and it's very good if you like Caroline you definitely like this book and I know there is at least a sequel to that maybe even 
two or three more books. I'm not sure, but it's very cute and I really liked reading it and I gave it four out of five stars. The second book is It's Behind You by Catherine Foxfield, which is also a very cool context and I would definitely recommend this as a Halloween read. It's about five teenagers who join kind of a TV show where they put you into like a hunted place and make you survive the night. But, you know, even though they save the show, kind of weird things start happen and the kids kind of really get in danger and really just try to get out of there. And this was also a pretty good read. I gave it three out of five stars, which is a, it was good, but it was not like one of my fave and it's also not bad. So whenever it's just a good book, but I don't really, you know, have much to say for it. It's not really close to my heart. I give it three out of five stars, just so you know. The third book I read is Shout by Laurie Halls Anderson, which is a poetry collection and it's kind of a sequel to another book that she written, but I forgot the title, so I'm really sorry. But she wrote a novel and then she wrote Shout, and I think you understand Shout better if you read the novel before, but I didn't. But it was still really good and it, she kind of talks about trigger warning, you know, sexual assault, her childhood, her traumas, and I gave it four stars. Um, so yeah, really nice, sorry. <laughs> My computer has like pop-ups all the time, it's so annoying. <laughs> I've also read Oliver Twist by Charles Dickens, which I think most people already know what it's about. It's about an orphan boy uh, kind of becoming a thief or forced to become a thief. I give it 2.5 stars because I do think it's a good classic and it's an easy read. It's also, I think, one of the shorter novels that Dickens wrote, but it has anti-Semitic language in it, which just wanted to manage that. It's a trigger warning, just so you know. And then I've also read The Little Prince by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, and that's me not taking French in school. And... I give it 5 out of 5 stars. I think most people again know what The Little Prince is about. It's a very short story and it's very sweet and um, it kind of talks about, you know, kind of like what life looks like versus what it should look like through the eyes of, you know, The Little Prince. I have gotten a few comments on a post that I did on TikTok naming this a children's book saying it's actually an adult's book. Um, here is my opinion on that. I think it would be really cool if you read this book as a child and then again as an adult. Um, so I think it's for both. And I also don't think that, you know, people are like, oh, this is not a book for children or this is not a book for adults. Like, nobody cares what you think. You can read whatever you want. I'm sorry I get so defensive, but I think, you know, people just be like, um, you, sh you shouldn't read this to a child. You can read this well to a child, period. I think that people sometimes think children are dumb and that makes me so angry. Any hoots, I thought it was a very really good book. In February, I've read five books. I started with The Mystery of the Night Watchers by A.M. Howell, which is a children's book. I'm again like middle school age, and it's about a girl moving, not moving, but spending, um, I think again, the holidays, like with her mom, her little sister, in her grandpa's house, and there's like again, a lot of secrets going on in the city. I don't really know how to put it again because there was so much happening. And I gave this 3.5 out of 5 stars. Again, a very cute read. 
And I've also read Anne of Green Gables by L.M. Montgomery, but only the first book. And I give it 4.5 out of 5 stars. It is such a nice read. I really liked, you know, the sections on Anne's childhood, but at the end of the book, she's already really old. And that was kind of boring. That's why I didn't keep on reading, because I know in the later book, she's like grown up and has children on her own. And I was just not as interested in that. But the first book is definitely a must read in my eyes. I also read the very high The Secret History by Donna Tart, and again gave it 4.5 out of 5 stars, simply because I was a bit traumatized after the read. It's like there's crazy stuff going on in there, but it is very good indeed. I've read two other books by Donna Tart, the two other books that she actually written, and this was definitely her best in my opinion. And it's about, you know, these five or six? Oh my god, I just forgot how many it was. Hold up, him? Him? Oh, it's six. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I was very confused at that. But it's about these six, um, you know, students who take a special Greek class and they start weird satanic rituals. I don't know how else to put it, but it's it's very good. I promise the writing style also, the students is so enchanting. Donald Hart has like this way that, you know, she has these very crazy storylines and characters, but and you just think, what the heck is going on? Oh my God, oh my God. But you fall in love with these characters. They enchant you and you love them and you would burn with them. It's, it's incredible. You need to read it to experience it yourself. Really good. Another children's book I read was Momo by Michael Ende, which is a classic, you know, it's about a girl and, you know, there's like evil gray men and they steal time and she tries to get it back. Um, 3.5 out of 5 stars. Um, I already knew the story, obviously, but I think with children books, I think you like them better if you actually read them as a child. So again, this comes from an adult's perspective, um, so don't take everything I say for like too granted because you know I've I, I think I've read it as a child but I don't remember but you know that's my writing and then another very good and very hype book is Before the Coffee Gets Cold by Toshikazu Kawaguchi. I've just read the first book and it's a five out of five star read. It's so cute. If you yet don't know what it's about, it's about a cafe where you can travel back in time but only as long as the coffee is still hot. And it has four stores in them and they were, you know, I didn't expect it, but I cried so hard. It is so sad, but so beautiful. It definitely must read. And um, there are, I think, two other books that I did not read. I don't know <laughs> what they're like, but the first book is so, so good. In March, moving on, I've managed to read nine books. And there are a few uni books in there. I'm just going to mention them, which is Freedom and Practice and The Subject of Virtue, which were two books I've read for anthropology, cultural anthropology, I think. Um, so I didn't give them any rating because they're not relevant to anybody else. But from like books I read for fun, I read Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed, which is about, you know, a black woman who starts becoming a babysitter and, you know, the mother of the daughter kind of becomes obsessed with her and it's also about racism etc etc and I, I did like like the first part of it a lot but then I don't know I gave it three out of five stars because it's an important topic but I just didn't like the characters that much and that kind of made it hard for me to get through just so explaining it I've also read Piranesi by Susa Clark Susanna Clark yes <laughs> 
and I gave it four out of five stars. It's confusing. I'm gonna tell you at first, I was like, what's going on? Because it's about this guy and he doesn't really remember who he is or where he came from, but he's in this very big, you know, I just say house, but it's so big, it's like ancient world. And he forgot everything. And then he tries to regain his memory back to figure out what was before he was in that house. Yes, that's it. It's really cool. Again, four out of five stars, but it's a bit confusing at the start. I've read a book that I think is only available in German, which is Dunbridge Academy Anywhere. It's the first part of a trilogy by Sarah Sprintz. And honestly, you don't need to know much about it because I didn't like it. I gave it 1.5 out of 5 stars. Writing style was okay, but the storyline just was... I just don't like romance. Like, what can I say? It's about this girl and she goes to a new school, a boarding school, and she meets the guy, yada, 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 did not like it. Moving on, I've read Murder Most Unladylike by Robin Stevens, which is again a young adult's book and it's the first book in a book series. It's about two girls at a boarding school and they solve murder cases. 2.5 out of 5 stars. It was fine, but it also wasn't too great and it's not the best young adult book. Um, the other two that I mentioned, or the others that I mentioned, I think I liked a bit better. So just so you know, I wrote a collection of short stories in Love in Color by Bolu Babalola. Such a beautiful name, I just can't pronounce. And she retells, you know, ancient l love stories. You know, there's Greek mythology and there's other mythology like African I know African is a very broad term, but I don't know exactly where all of the stories came from. Asian, I think, too, and she retells them in a modern way. So that was really cool. I give it four out of five stars because I kind of wish she retold, you know, the original ones because I didn't know all of the original stories. So I was a bit confused, but a very, very cool concept. For a writing course that I took, I've read Matilda by Roald Dahl. Also didn't give this a rating because... I don't know, I didn't really know what to think about it. And then, such a good book and such a great way to end the month, A Thousand Splendid Sons by Khaled Hosseini. Five out of five stars. It was so sad, it wrecked my heart out. It's about two women living in, and now I have to lie, oh god, was it Iran? Was it, I don't even, ugh, I'm stupid, I'm so sorry. But it's about two women and they, you know, they meet because they get married to the same husband and it, it's get told from two point of views and it's so sad. It's so good. Like, I can't stress this enough, but the saddest book, like, won't lie. Moving on. In April, I read six books. Started with The Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. One out of five stars or like two out of five, but it was so boring. Like, I don't even want to say anything else to that. I finished 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Wiest and I can tell you none of these essays changed the way I think and I'm sorry but I think it was written for very privileged people and that kind of annoyed me. Two out of five stars. But a good book that I read was The Book Thief by Markus Zusak. Um, I was kind of bothered that, you know, obviously the, he, he didn't experience, you know, what's going on because it's about this girl and she kind of like experienced the second world war um and she steals book that the nazis burn but it's told by the death which is so interesting i really like that and he kind of what he does is he kind of foreshadows the story in between because he already knows and i really like that some people didn't like it but i really like that idea and i gave it 4.5 out of 5 stars very good 
I've reread a book that I loved when I was younger, which is Love Letters to the Dead by Ava Delorea. And I gave it three out of five stars, but I did not enjoy it as much as when I was younger. So again, some of the books, you know, they are meant for people who are younger than me. For reference, I'm 20, so just so you know. Um, but it's about this girl and she writes letters to the death top to deal with the death of her sister. And you experience her life through these letters, which is a very cool concept. I've also read A Room on One's Own by Virginia Woolf. Four out of five stars is an essay and it's very cool. I liked it. And then I've also started reading by the one and only Sally Rooney and I started with Normal People, which is about these two people in a relationship that move through the life and the dynamic of the relationship changes with the time and it's super cool. I gave it 4.5 out of 5 stars. Sally Rooney is wonderful. <laughs> In May, I read seven books, started with Atonement by Ian McEvan. Two out of five stars. Um, I just didn't get it. It's about, you know, a girl and she sees something that happens and she makes an accusation that changes people's lives. But she actually wasn't sure what she saw. So, you know, it's about how you can perceive some things. But I didn't like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've also read Under Whispering Doors by TJ Klune, which is about a guy and he's really mean and very bad person and then he dies and he kind of ends into this in-between world and he kind of has to reevaluate who he is and it's super sad and I loved it. It was also super sweet. 4.5 out of 5 stars. My mom read it. She loved it as well. Very cute book. I've also read 21 Lessons for the 21st Century by Jubal Noah Harari. I've also read, you know, the Sapiens book that is also by him, which I liked. This book I didn't thought was as interesting. 2.5 out of 5 stars. And then I read Holes Moving Castle by Deanna Wine-Jones. I think it's a trilogy as well, but I think most people just know the movie, which is so sweet. The book was different from the movie, but still cute. 3.5 out of 5 stars. Okay, here comes one of my favorite books of all time, already spoiling you, Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer, 5 out of 5 stars, if not 6 out of 5, it's so good, it's again an essay collection, and Robin Wall Kimmerer is, I think, a professor of biology, but she's also indigenous, so in her essays about environment, nature, um, she combines both of these parts, you know, her indigenous approach to nature and her scientific approach to nature and put them in the essays. She talks about her childhood, you know, how she raised her daughters, her work, and it's so good and it absolutely, like, it gives you such an important and interesting view on nature and it's so important to read essays by indigenous because they are not only underpresented in basically any aspect, like politics, media and especially science and scientific research it's so important to listen to those voices and to hear their knowledge on it because indigenous have such a different view on environment than you know the western world has must read like if there's one book i would recommend you it's this one i swear and if you're afraid of reading essays i swear it's not written like this it's written like short stories it's so beautiful her writing oh my it's like the best book i i, I have to i have to stop myself here because I'm just gonna keep on ranting about how good it is, I swear. Moving on to The Goldfinch by Donna Dart. Again, four out of five stars. 
It's also a very good book. It's about this boy and he loses his mother and then he... I don't even know how to tell you, you know, because without spoiling you, but he steals this picture from the gallery because it was kind of an attack in this gallery where his mother died. And, you know, people are looking for this picture and he has it and he kind of like worries about the whole time, like what's going to do when they find out that I stole this picture. But I know this sounds boring, but it's really, really good, I swear. And then I've ended up with What Abigail Did That Summer by Ben Aronovich. And it, I think you need to read other books that he've written because I, it was kind of out of concept for me. But I got it on sale, so I don't really know. I gave it 2.5 out, out of 5 stars because it was still good, but I was a bit confused, I have to say. <laughs> Moving on to June, where I read 8 books starting with As Good As Dad by Holly Jackson, which is the last book in A Good Girl's Guide to Murder series. Um, I cannot talk about what happened in that book because otherwise I would spoiler A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, so I'm just going to tell you what A Good Girl's Guide to Murder is about, which is for me a 5 out of 5 star read. It's so good. One of the best murder mysteries I've ever read. It's about Pippa and she tries to solve her murder case that happened five years ago because she thinks that, you know, the one who was accused of the murder was wrongly accused and she tries to figure that out. And, you know, that's like the third book in the series. And I gave it 3.5 out of 5 stars because something happened in the book that's just, wow, it's intense, but you have to read the whole thing to understand. <laughs> then I've read Transcendent Kingdom by Jock. Which I gave four out of five stars. It's about a Jane family living in Alabama and their whole life is told by their daughter Gifty and it's very sweet and very sad and I really liked it. I've also read Where the Crawdad Sings by Delia Owens simply because Taylor Swift recommended it and it's a five out of five star read. Mrs. Swift, no, Miss Swift, mi boo boo boo, Miss. Miss Swift does not disappoint. It's about this girl living alone in the marsh and she's accused of murder and we figure out if she actually committed it or not. Oh, it's so, the ending, ooh, it has me, had me shook. It's so, so good. Love the writing, love the atmosphere. I'm in love with it. Ooh, it's so, 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 so good. I also read The People Next Door by Carrie I cannot read my notes. Three out of five stars. Um, it's about, you know, a couple moving into a neighborhood and their neighbors are really weird. Mystery. It was okay. <laughs> I've also finished The Count of Monte Cristo in that month by Alexandra Dermas. And I say finished because that book had like 1,300 pages and I've read it over the month. Three out of five stars. The start was really good. The middle was too long. Like literally, it was like, just leave it. Ending again was good. So there you go. Um, if you don't know what it's about, it's about the Count of Monte Cristo who goes by another name. I think it's Dantes. I don't remember. And he's wrongly accused of a crime he did not commit. Goes to jail for like 18 years. I don't remember exactly. Breaks out and is determined to take revenge on the people who made him end up in jail. And that's what he does. On 1,300 pages. It's literally too long. I've also read How Beautiful We Were by Mbolo Mui. And I cannot pronounce names again. Sorry. It's four to five stars. It's about a small African village that is made up. And they want to fight against this exploitation by white people. Which obviously is a real life concept. 
that is happening, um, colonization, etc., put into fictional work, and it's very good. I really liked it, and it's also told from different characters from that village over different times. Yes, yes, yes. Very, very good. I also read Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid, which is about the four, four kids, and they have a house party, and you know, their story. And if you read more of Taylor Jenkins Reid, you know that all of her books are linked together, but this is the only one I've read by her so far, but it's a four out of five star read, so I really enjoyed it and might read more of her books. And then I reread Catch and Fire by Susan Collins, which is the second book in the Hunger Games series. And it's a 5 out of 5 star read. I love The Hunger Games. It's so freaking good. So let's move on straight to July where I read five books. And the first one was On Earth We're Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Vung. It's a 5 out of 5 star read. It's a basically a letter the main character writes to his mother who can't read. And it's so beautiful and sad and heart-wrenching and I loved it. I've also read really weirdly a book about the Uffizi masterpieces which are part of the Uffizi gallery because I visited it and I bought the book there. <laughs> then I read The Belcher by Sylvia Plath which I think counts to classical literature by now and it's about this girl trying to find her place in the world and it's said to be very autobiographical to Plath and it's a five out of five star read. It's so good and one I loved it. It's wonderful. <laughs> I also read one of my childhood favorite, Hadadiba, or in English, The Lord of Thieves by Cornelia Funke. I used to be obsessed with the movie and now I've reread the book. I already knew it, but it's so cool. It's one of my favorite things she ever wrote. Five out of five stars again, and then a four out of five star read, which is again a children's book for, you know, children age 10 and up. I'm always so bad with guessing which age is it for. The Secret of Haven Point by Lizette Auten, which is about disabled children living in Haven Point, which is a special place for them that nobody else knows about. And they're also mermaids who protect them. <laughs> it's very cute and magical. I really enjoyed it. And then in August, I think I've read the most books overall, over all the month, which is 18. So really, really a lot. And I've started it with My Year of Rest and Relaxation by Otessa Moshva. I gave it three out of five stars. My expectations were way higher, but you know, it's kind of told by this narrator who has everything and is still very unhappy and, you know, they're trying to figure out their life while they're, you know, taking this year of rest and relaxation. It really reminded me of The Belger, but I did like The Belger way better. <laughs> I've read another children's books classic by Astrid Lindgren, Mio Mein Mio, and it's two out of five stars. I didn't like it too much. It's really for younger children. It's about this boy who enters this magical world where he finds out, you know, his father is the king of it, and then he has to save that world. I think I just was too old for it, but, you know, good to have read it. Then I read Die Geschichte der Bienen by Maya Lunde, which isn't a German book. I think she's a Norwegian author and she has also like a book called I think the Story of Water or something. 
but it's about, you know, bees and it's told from three different people living in three different times and their connection with bees. It sounds really boring, but it was quite good. Three out of five stars or 3.5 out of five star. And then I've read, I put this book up for so many months. I, I think I bought this in 2021 and it's Aristoteles and Dante 2. I think Dive into the Waters of the World by Benjamin Alia Saints. It's five out of five stars. I love the first book to bits and this book was so good. I was so afraid but I loved it. It's like one of the best stories ever written. It's so cute. It's one of my favorite books ever and to explain you what I did, I read the book and then I've reread it and then took notes because I was so obsessed right after. It's gorgeous. It's about two boys and they meet and they are friends but they're actually in love and it's adorable and the storytelling is chef's kiss. Such a good book. Then I've read The Universe by Jack Edwards, which is basically a guide to university, three out of five stars. And then I've read Pan, um, or in German Das Labyrinth des Fauns, which is by Cornelia Funke, but it's based on the movie by Giallomo del Toro. And I didn't know that. I didn't watch the movie. The book is scary. It's so scary. It was good, but it was... I was afraid. Okay, three out of five stars. I was traumatized because I didn't know the movie. It's very sad and dark, just so you know. Definitely not for younger children. <laughs> I was traumatized and I was 19 when I read it. I've read some poetry by Rupi Kaur, who I love. I've read The Sun and Her Flowers. I give it four to five stars. I did like Milk and Honey better. And then I've read Almond by Sun Wang Pyong, which is about this boy who can't feel emotions and empathy and then kind of his mother died and he's kind of lost in this world but it's very good it's five out of five stars for me it was such a good book and you just have to read it it was such a quick read and wonderful and I loved it and then I read How to Kill Your Family by Bala Mackey which kind of already says what it's about it's about this girl and she attempts to kill all of her family members in revenge and she tells this from a point where she's in jail, not for any murders that she committed, but for a murder she actually didn't commit. And she tells you how she actually managed to get away with killing so many family members. And it's very dark humor, but I liked it for the five stars. It was cool. I don't know. It's a cool concept. It's scary though. I mean, just thinking about it, but I did like it. And then I've read Also in Preparation for University, The Only Study Guide You'll Ever Need by Jade Bola. And it's indeed the only study guide you'll ever need. It's five out of five stars. If you watch her, she's a YouTuber called Unshaded Jade. You know, she already mentioned a lot of the things she, you know, written down in her videos. But nonetheless, the book is very good. And I, it's very good. If you're into studying, she says a lot of interesting, good things that actually can help you. So... 10 out of 10 again, very, very good. I've also read Emma by Jane Austen, which ended up being my favorite book that I've read by her. And it's very good. Um, I think most people already know what it's about, but it's it's hilarious and cute, four out of five stars. And I've also read Nevermore One by Jessica Townsend, which is the first book of the Nevermore 
book series. And I've actually read this because my writing coach, where I took a writing seminar in April or March, I don't remember, she actually recommended this book so many times and said it was one of the best books ever. And it is. Five out of five stars, especially the first book. It's about Morgan Crow, who kind of is destined to die on her 11th or 12th birthday. I forgot. I am sorry. Um, but she gets saved and taken into Nevermore, which is just a different kind of part of the country. And in order to be saved, she has to be accepted into a special school. And she lives in a hotel, which is so cool. The hotel is so funny. And, um, you know, she makes a lot of new friends. It's very magical. It's like Harry Potter, but better. Like, I've never been the biggest Harry Potter fan, but this is so cool. It's diverse. It's cute. I love the characters and it's amazing. It's like also for adults, really readable. It's just so amazing. I, I can't stress enough how much I love this book. And then I've also read Home Buddy by Rupi Kaur. Again, four to five stars. It's another poetry collection. And then their cute book is The Cat Who Saved the Books by Suzuki Natsukawa. I give it five out of five stars. It's a quick read. It's very low-key. It's very, you know, cute and homey and cuddly. It feels like a warm hug. It's about this boy who loses his grandpa and kind of now has his bookstore and he thinks about selling it if he wants to keep it. And then this cat arrives and, you know, takes him and one of his school friends on kind of quests to save books. And it's so cute. And if you love reading, this is the book for you because it literally is about the love for reading and it has a cat in it, which makes it even better. <laughs> I've also read another childhood classic, which is Carlson again by Astrid Lindgren. And I read all three books, um, but I read the first one in August and then the other two in September. And overall, I gave it three out of five stars. I did like Carlson when I was younger. It's about, you know, basically a boy who can fly. It's not a boy, it's a chubby little man. And he lives on the roof of Lillebro, who's like a boy and he's the main character. And Carlson is very mean, but in a funny way. He's like, I don't know, he's very eccentric, I would say. It's funny. And I think for children, it's very funny because as an adult, you basically are like, oh my God, this man doesn't know how to behave. Like what is wrong with him? But that, but as a child, it's funny. So that's what I can say. Um, so that's already two books that I read in September, but I also reread as one of the first books I've read in September, which are eight books overall. I'll Give You the Sun by Jenny Nelson, which I loved and I loved it again after rereading it. Five out of five stars for me. It's about two siblings who are twins called Noah and Jude. And the story is told from both of their points, but from different times. So Noah tells the story from when they were like 12, 13, 14. I don't remember. I think 13, 14. I think that's the ages. And then Jude, who's the sister, she tells the story from when they were 16. And, you know, it switches between Noah and Jude, depending on which chapter you're in. And you already can tell that, you know, some things have happened and that the relationship of the siblings kind of is crumbling and broken, but you don't know what happened and what led up to it. And it's beautiful. Jenny Nelson has such a beautiful writing style. It's very artsy, which I love because... Both of the siblings are artists, but with different approaches. It's about love. 
It features LGBTQ plus characters. It's beautiful. It's sad. It's so, it's like everything you want in a book, basically. Very, very good. I loved it when I read it the first time and I loved it again when I read it this time. Definitely recommend and also recommend her other book. I think she just has two book published, but I'm not sure. Then I read Slammed by Colleen Hoover only because I wanted to see what the Colleen Hoover hype is about and I didn't want to read her most famous one, which title I already forgot. Um, because I already was spoiled by TikTok, but it just made me a Colleen Hoover hater reading the first book, one out of five stars. It's about a girl falling in love with her teacher, but she doesn't know it's her teacher, but then finds out and it's, oh, it's bad. Don't want to talk about it. Moving on. I've read the second part of the Nevermore trilogy by Jessica Townsend, four out of five stars. And then I read another book by Tessa Moshva, which is Death in Her Hands. And I read both of these books when I already arrived in Scotland. Just wanted to say, just remembered it <laughs> in my first week in um, Sterling. So Death in Her Hands, four to five stars. It's about this woman who thinks somebody was murdered. She finds a note, but she's not sure. And she spins the story in her head. And it's, it's amazing. Like the book, you have to read it. Otherwise it will spoil you things, but it's such... It's amazingly written. I don't know what else to say. Then I read The Trees by Percival Everett, which is about um, basically about racism and murders. Like I, 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 the problem was I didn't understood the book and the concept, so I can't really tell you what it's about. I, the concept is really important, but I really didn't get the book and the whole storyline and was really confused. So if you want to read it, please look it up yourself because I just, I was confused. So that's all I can say. Important topic. I just couldn't grab it. I don't know, but maybe it's for you. <laughs> and then I've also read another children's book that was recommended in the writing course I took, which is Der Drachenreiter, again by Cornelia Funke. Um, the worst book I read by her, I did not enjoy it, but again... I'm probably just too old, two out of five stars. It's not a bad book, I just didn't enjoy it. It's about a boy trying to help a dragon to find a safe place where dragons can live. That's kind of the story. Actually, quite a cute concept, just not the book for me. Moving on to October, where I read nine books, starting with I Want to Die, But I Want to Eat Teobuki by Bak Sehe, which is very cool because the author kind of wrote down the conversations she had with her therapist and then including kind of like reflective notes on it. Very cool concept. 3.5 out of 5 stars. Really enjoyed it. The next thing I read was The Virgin Suicide by Jeffrey Eugenides, which is about the Lisbon sisters who all die. They all commit suicide and the boys who are not named so it's kind of told by a collection of boys but you don't really get to know it so the narrative kind of stays unrecognizable um try to figure out in the end why they did it um by retelling their story four to five stars because the story was really interesting well written etc cool concept but and here i spoil a bit they don't actually tell you why they committed suicide you don't find out the conclusion is, oh, we don't know, which was kind of disappointing to me because I wish there was more of a conclusion to this. And it could have been really weird and abstract, but 
this way it was just like, yeah, well, we don't know, bye, <laughs> which kind of felt like the author just didn't know how to get out of there, which was kind of disappointing. But apart from that, really good book. I've read In Evermore 3, also by Jessica Townsend, also four out of five stars. And then I read The Tenant of Whitefell Hall by Anne Bronte, three out of five stars. I think I would have liked it better if I read it in German because reading classics in another language is always harder. But it's about this um, guy falling in love with a woman who moves to the tent of Whitefell Hall, but she has a dark history and figures out what it is through a diary. Um, that's it. <laughs> that's the book. And I've also read two other books by the Bronte sisters. And what I thought was really interesting was that Charlotte Bronte, who've written Wuthering Heights. No, it wasn't Charlotte. It was Emily. Oh, I'm so confused. Emily Bronte, who written... Um, Wuthering Heights had kind of the same style to tell the story because what both of the sisters did is they told the you know the story like from the future point but the future is now and they meet you know the characters and what actually you know happens in the story happened before and then it's retold either way like here through a diary entry or in Wuthering Heights through um one woman who worked for the family for years um so it's kind of like we are in the present but we experienced a story in the past from somebody retelling it to us so it's a story in a story which I thought was so cool that both sisters did it just wanted to say that here <laughs> moving on I've read an essay collection called the nerves and their endings by Jessica Gaitan Johansson which I was really excited for but it wasn't just it wasn't it like it was so confusing you couldn't really read the essays because she jumped from one point to another and then back and then to a completely other string of thoughts so it was too hard for me to understand what she actually talked about was like all over the place again but she talked about environment her own experience as an immigrant she lives in Edinburgh now and I bought it in a very cool independent bookstore, but I was just confused, okay? Like, I didn't get it, which was kind of sad, because the things she talked about were important and good, but since she didn't, she didn't narrate it right, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I gave it 2.5 out of 5 stars, just because I thought the concept, like, the idea was good. How she actually did it wasn't. <laughs> I've also read My Brilliant Friend by Elena Ferrante, which is, I think, also the first book in the series. Um, I gave it four to five stars. It's about two girls being friends and they take different life paths. I think the person who narrates it, you know, she takes an academic way and then her other friends get married to an older guy. You know, it's very cool. I liked it. Um, then I've read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, just because I wanted, to, I thought I was, I was interested in what he had to say and it was interesting, I have to say, so I gave it four to five stars. Um, and then another Stella Rooney book, which is my favorite I've read by her, which is Beautiful World, Where Are You? Um, 4.5 out of 5 stars. It's narrated by two friends, you know, who know each other from university. One of them is an author and the other one is kind of struggling. I don't remember what she's doing, but it's very cool because we switch from, you know, one friend telling what's going on in their life to an email that friend sent to the other friend back to the other friend and what what's going on in their life back to an email. Loved it. It's classic Sally Rooney. If you know, you know. 
And the last book I read in October was Saltwater by Jessica Andrews, which was also told to be kind of like Sally Rooney. And it's about a girl and her relationship to the family and how she changed over time. And the narration was really interesting because it's about, it's written in these short paragraphs and it jumps also between times and thoughts. And I really enjoyed the first hundred pages, but then it got kind of repetitive. So I gave it three out of five stars, um, but it's worth a read. It's worth a try, I have to say. Now we move on to into November already, where I read 12 books, starting with 1984 by George Orwell, which again is a classic, and I gave it 2.5 out of five stars. I thought it was a bit boring, I'm sorry. Then I read Clara and the Sun by Kazuo Ishiguro, and I gave it 3.5 out of five stars because it's told by this it's like a, it's hard to say after reading it, but it's about this doll who kind of is very intelligent and she joins this family as kind of a helper. And I thought the concept was really cool, so did enjoy that. And then I read Curse Bunny by Bora Chung, which is a collection of short stories that are very um different. <laughs> Let me put it that way. The stories are gross they are supposed to make you go ooh, and oh my god what's going on and what the heck that's the purpose of the stories and if you do not enjoy that you will not enjoy this book because it really it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable and apparently I like it because I was enthralled by these stories um even though they're completely like they're weird they're like weird fantasies but I did enjoy it because the stories were also so different just to give you a little teaser, it starts with a woman who finds another woman living in her toilet. This sounds weird, but it kind of, it criticizes certain things in our daily lives in these very gross ways. And it's supposed, like, if you are a bit familiar with um, literature and, you know, different parts of literature, there is kind of this genre where um literature is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable in order to present you what is wrong with the world and that's what this short story collection does and I enjoyed it but again disclaimer it is very uncomfortable to read it and really weird four out of five stars not that it's too triggering but maybe it is uh, the stories are really weird that's just what I'm saying I leave it at that I've read Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen. I gave it two out of five stars because I thought it was boring. It's a typical Jane Austen, but it's boring. I don't know. <laughs> I've also read Autumn by Ali Smith, which is the first book in, I think, a series of four where, you know, you go through the uh, times of the year, starting with Autumn. I bought it secondhand, so I don't know. <laughs> but it's about um, a relationship of a girl with an old neighbor and like through the times but I also thought it was really beautifully written and that is kind of what made the book four out of five stars did I already say that well now I said it I enjoyed it I've read a short essay which is we should all be feminists by Shimamanda Nuchi Adichie 4.5 out of five stars but I could have just watched the TED talk which is online um, but I love her and I really adore her and she has a lot of things to say. She also made a TED talk and I have to remember what that was called. But I think it's um, something with narrative. Uh, no, the power of it is single story or something like this. But she's very smart and her books are also really good. I would recommend Purple Hibiscus. 
she's an icon, she's a legend, that's all I can say. I've also read Animal Farm by George Orwell. I did like that better than 1989, uh, 84. <laughs> um, four to five stars, again, obviously, kind of shows you what's wrong with the world through a metaphor of animal. <laughs> I've also started reading poems by Emily Dickinson. I had a selected poetry collection which I bought online, so I can't really tell you which poems I read, but I did love it. So four to five star Emily Dickinson is just a genius. And I've also read The Little Friend by Donna Tartt, which was the one that I liked least, 2.5 out of 5 stars. It's about a girl trying to solve the murder case of her brother years later, and it's about racism and wrong perception again. Cool concept, but I couldn't grab it. Sometimes it's just not the problem of the book, it's just me not getting things, or being confused, or just not really being able to dive into the story, so that's why I rate it that way, so don't get me wrong. <laughs> And I also read my first book by Celestina, which is Everything I Never Told You. She's a genius. She's her writing. Oh my freaking god, I love her. I rated that book five out of five stars. It's about this picture-perfect um, family. I think it's half Chinese, half American, and it's about identity. And they lost their daughter. She committed suicide. And, you know, the perfect, the family seems perfect, but now it's all crumbling. It's it's amazing. It's so, so good. Freaking read it. I loved it. And then I also read The House of West Percent by Perig O'Donnell, which is a murder mystery taking place something in like the 19th, 18th century. Did not like it. Two out of five stars. And then I read The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. And I swear I would have not read it if I knew he was a like self-help book guy writer. Um, because I kind of have this thing that I hate self-help books for some reason. Um, but The Midnight Library was really cool. 4.5 out of 5 stars. It's about this woman dying and entering this Midnight Library where she can see all the different paths her life could have gone. And she like tries out all the different lives. And it's so cool. Um, and some people, you know, say kind of forces a view on you. But I think that's what books always kind of do. And I just really thought it was cool and interesting and, and made you think about life in a different way. In my opinion, I enjoyed it and maybe you will too. And now moving on to the last month, which is December, I've read 17 books, starting with The Ninth House by Lee Bardugo, which I gave three out of five stars um, because I was kind of lost, but it's cool. It's about these college kids and supernatural stuff. Sorry that I cannot describe it better. I literally already forgot, which is kind of sad. I also read Call Me By Your Name by Andre Aceman. 3.5 out of 5 stars. I think you all watched the movie. It's a bit confusing to me, but it wasn't bad. I've also read Bunny by Mona Avad, which is about a girl. She takes a very special writing course where there are girls and there are four other girls who call each other Bunny. And turns out they do like weird rituals where they turn bunnies into men. It's it's amazing. I swear it sounds weird, but I loved it from start to finish. I read it on my flight back home and I was obsessed. Like I read 200 pages like just basically on my way back home because I couldn't put it down. Five out of five stars. I also read I'm Thinking of Ending Things by Ian, Ian Reed, which is about this girlfriend taking a trip with her boyfriend while she's on the trip, she's thinking about breaking up with him. But there's a plot twist in there and it's 
so good. 4.5 out of 5 stars. Loved it. I think there's also a Netflix show, but my roommate Emily actually said you need to read the book first before you watch the show. So I'm just telling you that as well. I've also found a very cute Christmas book in a thrift store called The Penguin Book of Christmas Stories collected by Jessica Harrison, which, you know, is what it is. <laughs> it's what it says. 3.5 out of 5 stars. Some stories I enjoyed, some I didn't. I think that's just normal, but I loved reading that during the Christmas time. Then I read Crooked Kingdom by Lee Bardugo, which was a gift in Secret Santa to me. And 5 out of 5 stars, Shadow and Bones, like Lee Bardugo, Queen, don't need to say anything else. <laughs> I've read Withering Heights by Emily Bronta, which I already talked a bit about. 4 out of 5 stars, it's about this brother and sister kind of falling in love, but they're not really brother and sister and weird family relationships and that's it. <laughs> but it, I liked it. So I also read Persuasion by Jane Austen, which I also think is one of her better ones. It's about this woman who was in love with this man who was really poor, but she was persuaded to not marry him. And now eight years later, he kind of said karma and became really successful and rich. And she's like, oh man, why did I listen to other people? <laughs> really cool thing. Um, three out of five stars. And now a book that I cannot talk about enough which is If We Were Villains by M.L. Rio, which is told to be like The Secret History by Donna Tartt, but I tell you, it is better. It was so freaking good. It's about um, six kids who are like studying acting at like a school, and the main character who's kind of telling the story goes to jail for 10 years for murder that he might or might have not committed, and the detective who kind of, you know, sent him to jail comes back as like, you know, whatever. I just want to know what really happens. And then he tells the story of that murder. And it's written like a theater play in like five acts. And it's, if you love theater, if you love drama, if you love the secret history, if you like dark academia, this is the book. It's so, I can't even tell you. It's so good. The characters, the writing, the plot everything. Everything makes this book perfect. It's one of the best things I've ever read and I wish I could go back and read it again for the first time. This is how much I loved it. Like that's it. Five out of five stars. Actually 10 out of five stars. So good. A book that's also good but not as good is Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte, which is about Jane and her life. Like it's her biography basically. 3.5 out of 5 stars. I did really enjoy the first 120 pages and then I enjoyed the rest as well, but it, it was a bit long at some points. Um, but still a good classic to read if you want to read more classics. I've read two books kind of like as advent calendar books, which is Morgen kommt der Weihnachtsbär by Janosch, which is, yeah, it was okay. And then I read Hinterverzaubertenfenstern by Cornelia Funke, which was also okay. I gave both of them three out of five stars, nothing special. I also started the first book of The Inheritance Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. Um, I did, I did like it. It was, it's nothing special, it's nothing too good, but it kind of did caught me because now I'm reading the other two books. Um, so yeah, that's what I can say, four out of five stars. <laughs> I've also got Faust by Goethe as a gift, thank you to my parents, and I've read it. Um, and I gave it 1.5 out of 5 stars because the story is ew 
and it's all written in rhymes. No. Also, if you're not German, don't read it because I don't think it makes sense to read something like that translated, especially when it's poetry or kind of like poetry. It's like lyrical. So that's what I can say to this. And then I read another very good book, which is called Babel by R.F. Kuang. Five out of five stars. It's about this boy who uh, goes to Babel, uh, which is made up, it's, but it's in Oxford, which is a translation institute. And he figures out, you know, their power game and how wrong actually everything is. And it's so good. You have to read it. Um, and then I read three classics, two, three German classical literature books towards the end of the year, which is uh, Die Verwandlung by Franz Kafka, which is about a man turning into a bug. Yeah, it was not good. Um, Die Physica by Dürrenmatt, which was okay. It's about three physicians who are crazy, but actually they're not, but then they are. It's weird. It's a theater play. <laughs> three out of five. And then I read Frühlingserwachen by Frank Wedekin, which is also kind of like a theater play. 2.5 out of 5. And that's all I've read in 2022. And now, before this episode is getting even longer, I want to give you my top 10 books. But before that, my honorable mentions, who didn't make it into my top 10, but who I actually want to stress to read, which is, like I said, I'll Give You the Sun. It, it's a reread for this year, but it's amazing. The Lord of Thieves, because it's my childhood favorite. The Trials of Morgan Crow, just because it's a beautiful book for children that adults will also love. And then also all books written by Celeste. Ne. Actually, I've read another book by her, which isn't in this list. And it's called Little Fires Everywhere. And it's about, um, you know, a family and a con it's a conflict in a neighborhood, basically, um, because a family have adopted a Chinese baby, but the mother of the baby wants the child back and you know the whole neighborhood gets into conflict about it it's amazing so <laughs> good that i reminded myself of that so that's also a book i love so books written by celestina and then baba again because it was really good but it didn't make my top 10 quite so my top 10 books for the year i'm just gonna read you the titles real quick and then we'll end this here because i've been talking for way too long i actually had to take a break in between because it was getting crazy about reading all these titles here are my top 10 books in no particular order and books that i would recommend if you would ask me before the coffee gets cold a thousand splendid suns braiding sweetgrass honestly if i have to pick a number one that would be it where the crawdad sings Aristotle and Dante dive into the waters of the world. Oh, that's crazy. Definitely my top three. Almond, The Cat Who Saved the Bugs, Bunny, Crook Kingdom, and I think my second or third favorite, which is If We Were Villains. And all of these books are amazing. I would definitely, definitely recommend. I've definitely been chatting for way too long with you, but I hope you enjoyed this episode and had fun and maybe I could inspire you to read a bit more. I'm going to end it here because I have a lot to edit and I wish you a lovely day, a lovely week and a lovely month obviously and I promise you the next episode is going to be back to the usual, a bit more chatty, a bit more fun but I hope you still enjoyed this episode 
And till we hear each other next time, stay young, confused, and well-read. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.